Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the How to Sleep podcast. In this episode, you'll learn why I don't believe that if you can't sleep in the middle of the night, that getting up out of bed is necessarily the right solution for everyone. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you have worked so hard to create and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. I've read lots and lots of books on sleep and how to sleep and some of them are written by people who have actually had a sleep problem and some of them I suspect are written by people who never did and today I want to talk about one piece of advice that I read often from other sources which I don't think works for everyone and that is the advice to get up out of your bed in the night if you can't sleep. So first I want to talk about where this advice has come from and why it is a good strategy for some people and then I'll talk about why I don't think it's good advice for everyone. Now the theory goes like this, if you lie all night tossing and turning in bed and getting frustrated and not sleeping you'll build up a subconscious association with your bed not being a calm relaxing place where sleep happens but in fact a place of frustration, being wide awake, getting upset, you know, that kind of thing. And that's not helpful because it's your subconscious mind that's ultimately responsible for managing when it's time to sleep. So even if your conscious brain knows it's time to sleep and that bed is the place to do that, there's a widely accepted scientific theory that your subconscious mind can make this negative association and that will hinder your sleep. So don't get me wrong, I completely accept this science. I completely believe in the power of the subconscious mind, which scientists have shown actually drives a ridiculously high percentage of everything that we do or don't do all day and all night long. So don't get me wrong, I, 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 do, I do agree that this is a valid scientific theory. Now, the conclusion that many sleep experts have reached from these findings is again a logical one. If you're awake and frustrated about being awake in your bed, in order to avoid this creating a negative association or reinforcing an existing negative association, you should get up out of bed and take yourself somewhere else and have that frustration somewhere else and then only come back to bed when you're ready to sleep again. And this recommendation is really widely used in certain approaches to sleep coaching and therapy. And I think it makes a lot of sense if you're struggling to sleep for the whole night So if you have the type of insomnia where you really can't sleep much at all and you spend the majority of the night kind of wide awake and getting really frustrated, it's potentially a really good idea. But what I wanted to talk about in this episode specifically is the limitations of this suggestion in my view. And in particular, limitations for people who have the kind of sleep issue that I tend to talk more about. So people who take ages to get to sleep at night or those of you who wake in the night and can't get back to sleep particularly if you wake in the night for a relatively short period of time, say an hour or two. Now, when I had my sleep issue, I would sleep. It's not like I never slept, but I would often wake in the middle of the night and lie awake for maybe about two hours. And that was obviously enough to cause me significant sleep deprivation over the longer term. 
but it wasn't the same sleep issue as someone who can't sleep for the whole of the night or the majority of the night. And this is why for me, I think we have to consider different angles for different problems. Now, for people who take ages to get to sleep, or perhaps who just wake up once or twice in the night and struggle to get back to sleep, like I've, like I've just said, a lot of people I've worked with have not found this solution of getting out of bed particularly helpful. So they've tried it, and perhaps it has helped them not to form a negative association with their bed. But here's the rub, getting out of bed has not actually helped them in any way with falling back asleep. And this was my experience too. So yes, it may have avoided a negative association with the bed, and yes, it may relieve the frustration of lying in bed awake, but what I found with this technique was I was now up and somewhere else in my house in the dark, not sure whether to put the lights on or not, or whether that would wake me up further. I would struggle to decide what it was that I was actually supposed to be doing with myself. And then overall, the effect would be that within about half an hour, instead of feeling ready to go back to bed, like this kind of theory suggested, I'd just become fully wide awake and now I'd be up in the middle of the night really, really awake. And my brain seemed to assume that the act of me getting up out of bed meant that I actually wanted to be up and therefore it would wake me up even more. And then once I was awake more, it would take me at least an hour or two to feel sleepy again and then I would go back to bed. So it definitely didn't reduce in any way the time that I was spending awake and that was the real issue for me. The second problem I had with this technique was I would find that once I was back in bed, even if I felt more sleepy, I was often going back to square one. So I would get back into bed and then my mind would focus back on that conscious need to go to sleep, start wishing I was asleep. All of my thoughts would go around my head again. So overall, it didn't really seem to have helped me achieve that much. And also when I got up the next day, I would sometimes feel even more tired than I would had I just stayed in bed resting rather than got up and tried to amuse myself with something else. So in the end, the conclusion I came to was if I stayed in bed, I took two hours to go back to sleep. If I got out of bed, I still took two hours to go back to sleep. And now I was even more tired in the morning as well. So for me, this strategy didn't seem to address the core problem. And the core problem was this. How was I going to get my mind to stop waking me up fully in the middle of the night and instead to switch off and allow myself to fall back asleep? This was really my core issue. And that wasn't helped at all by all this business of getting out of bed. So I wanted to talk about this because like I said, I read this getting up technique a lot in the sleep advice out there generally, and I think it is good advice, but like everything, I, I think it has particular applications and in context, you know, not all advice is universally useful for all people with, with all types of sleep issue. So I wanted to just really talk about this today on the podcast, just so that if this is you and you've been having that same thought and you've been having that same kind of thought pattern that thinks, well, I've tried this or I want to try it because that's what I've read would be helpful, but you've not found it worked. I guess I just wanted to kind of come forward in solidarity and say it didn't work for me either. And I think it's perfectly okay to say that not all solutions work for all people all the time. So I know that you're probably thinking next, what was the solution that I came up with in the end? Well, what I did firstly was I learned more about sleep and specifically I learned why my thoughts were keeping me awake. I learned about the mechanisms that your thoughts can trigger in your brain which inhibit sleep. And once I understood this, 
I then learned techniques to manage my thoughts whilst I lay in bed. So I stayed in bed and in simple terms, I learned to face the problem of my racing thoughts and address it head on rather than actually trying to avoid the problem by getting out of bed. Because like I said, what I found was when I came back to bed, the problem was still there anyway. So by learning to address my thoughts and manage them whilst I was in bed, I was able to gradually reduce the frustration, reduce the constant stream of thoughts, reduce that sort of self-sabotage loop that I seem to be going around in. And in turn, I reduced the time that I was spending awake in the middle of the night. So over time with practice, I went from two hours to one hour to half an hour. And eventually I went back to how I'd been before I had my sleep issue, which is waking up in the night, going to the bathroom, say, coming back, settling myself under the duvet and then drifting back off to sleep. Okay, so I hope this has helped you. If you've tried this technique of getting out of bed and it hasn't worked for you, I want you to know that there are alternative approaches that you can try. Okay, have a great week and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes. Or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.